Welcome to Victorious Living. That if God or Jesus, if he were to come into my house and say something to me, what would I do? What would you do? We want to say that we would do what he said do. So if we read it in the Bible and God said, there doesn't need any further revelation. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us giving thanks unto God as a way into His presence. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares giving thanks unto God as a way into his presence. Stay in the realm of God's thoughts. How do you do that? You do that by reading and meditating in his word. And so the highest realm of thought, as I've said, uh, the highest realm of thought is the realm of God's thoughts. And so if we really want to know what God thinks about you, we have to read the book. Or if we really want to know what God's thoughts are about world situations and circumstance, read the book. If we want to know what God has for us, or let me back up and say it this way. If we really want to know how God sees us, read the book. And so if we don't read the book, we're not going to get God's thoughts. But once we read the book, we are to arrange our thoughts around and upon what God has said. Not what I feel, but what God has said. So oftentimes people arrange things in their minds where God is concerned according to their realm of thinking, man's realm of thinking. And if you just look at our situation today in our nation, in the nations of the world, we could really go out off from the deep end. But instead of doing that, we elevate our mind to think God's thought in this present world. Remember this, nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is secret to God. God knows it all. And so that writer says, examine, examine me. What's he, what's he wanting, to, wanting God to do, do? He's wanting God to search him, examine him, and try me and know my thoughts. So we've learned a long time, he's not going to try you with something he's not responsible for. He's not going to try me or you or anyone with sickness or disease. He's not going to try because that's not in the realm of God's thoughts. But Satan seeks to burden us down. When I say us people, he seeks to burden us down with thoughts that are contrary to God's realm of thought. And so what do we do? We've got our mind on ourselves as opposed to having our mind on God and what he has done for us. And so 
sometimes, you know, it's possible that a person may try to persuade God to think of them on the human level of their thinking because of their need in life or because of their desires for their life. So to fit God into our human realm of thinking for the purpose of persuading God to conform conform to our plans and purposes for our life instead of his, we must endeavor, ever endeavor. We must endeavor to fit God's plans and purposes for our life into our life. So what you've got to do, you've got to, you've got to fit the word of God into your life. And so sometimes, you know, I, that, that don't mean, you know, that you go around with a Bible on top of your head or you don't do something that makes you look spiritual or something. You do something in your personal relationship with God through his word and by the Holy Spirit that reveals itself through your actions. It reveals itself through what you say. It reveals uh, 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 through what you do. And so we see, can see then that, that sometimes people can try to persuade God to think of them on the human level of their thinking because of their need in life and desires for their life. And so that's why people get sometimes into the begging mode into the beseeching mode. You get into a begging, beseeching mode. What are you trying to do? You're trying to persuade God to do something. If you're begging somebody, you're trying to get somebody to do something for you. Lord knows I would beg my mama for a nickel when I was growing up. And uh, that's back in the day. Back in the day, and way back in the day, but I used to beg mama for a nickel because you could get a foot sickle at the cafe for a nickel. And uh, I loved foot sickles, me and, me and my brother. We love foot sickles. I'm looking right at him now. Uh, we love foot, uh, foot sickles, and they cost a nickel apiece, and we begged mama. Mama, can I just have a nickel? You better get out of here. Get out there and, you know, get out of this house and get out there and play. And I'd go out, you know, we, we would go out, you know, and then about 10 minutes later, here we come again begging Mama for a nickel. Because we desired a popsicle. Anybody ever had a desire for a popsicle? We had a desire for a popsicle. And a lot of times when we find ourselves in situations in life and we need something from God, then we can easily get over into the begging mode. Begging God. Oh God, do that for me. Rather than taking a look at what God's thoughts are toward your situation, regarding what God has done concerning your situation, and, and, and reckoning or looking at what God is presently doing for your situation and fasten your mind on God's thoughts of what he has done and his thoughts for you 
and fasten your mind on that so you get your words right. So you get your talking right. So you don't have to beg, but what you have to do, what is required, you have to thank God. You need to thank God for what he's done for you. So the question then that must be asked is, has God ever done anything for anybody in this room? And why did he do it for you? If he, the reason he did it for you is because he loves you. The reason he did it for you is, is because he cares for you. But if you don't know his thoughts, you're going to get some thoughts from another realm. You're going to get thoughts from the human realm or you're going to get some thoughts from the satanic realm. Now, I'm not calling anybody a devil. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that there is a realm that is in the evil world and Satan is the master of the evil world. But all I'm saying is, is who are we thinking? What? What are we thanking God for? So you, you want to be sure you stay in the realm of God's thoughts by and through the word of God by reading it and meditating on it. Now, that's why it's important that you do not, after we leave here this morning and then through next week, it's important that we don't just dismiss everything we've heard or read from the Bible because if I live by the word uh, alone, by every word that proceeds and has come out of the mouth of God, I am to live by what he said. And you know, sometimes I think about it like this, that if God or, or Jesus were to come into my house while I'm sitting in my chair or even at night when I'm in the bed, if he were to come into my house and say something to me, what would I do? What would you do? We want to say that we would do what he said do. So if we read it in the Bible and God said, there doesn't need any further revelation. You don't need to carry it to somebody and run it by them and tell me what this means. And people do that. When it's so plain, what's the old saying? It's plain as the nose on your face. And I, I don't need somebody to tell me that my nose is on my, play, on my face. Amen. Nobody has to tell me that. If you're in doubt today, reach up. And so I don't need somebody to tell me. And so if God said, I don't need somebody else's opinion. I don't need somebody else's interpretation. For God said it and it interprets itself. Amen. Thank you, thank you for that hallelujah. Amen. So sometimes people can try to persuade God to think of them on the human level, on the human level of their thinking because of their need in life and desires for their life. To fit God 
into our human realm of thinking for the purpose of persuading God to conform to our plans and purposes for our life instead of his, we must endeavor to fit God's plans and purposes for our life into our life. And until we do that, we cannot walk lockstep with God. We're not, we're not walking lockstep or beside God or with God when that is present in your life. And so we come to the Isaiah chapter 55, verses eight and nine, just for a moment. Here Isaiah pins this, writes this. God talking to the prophet Isaiah, through the prophet Isaiah. He said it this way, penned it this way. For my thoughts, talking about God, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. So man, the man is so, he, uh, he or she is so uh, in tune with human thoughts and human thinking sometimes more so than in God thinking. So he said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the- It's our hope that today's message, giving thanks unto God as a way into his presence, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request Offer 24. Today's special offer is 24. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.